It is Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap, KFGO.com. My name is Ryan Janke, and I've got Corey Litton right here with me, ready to talk some racing. Still alive. Still kicking. <laughs> and I'm hoping to live through this show today. <laughs> All right. We got a great show coming up. We've got a recap on uh, the race at Talladega, NASCAR race last weekend, some World of Outlaw stuff. And we've got a winter view coming up. That's right. I'm bringing back the old bits. Yes, sir. Tim Baldwin <laughs> will be joining us a little bit later on. So let's just get after it. Uh, Sunday, October 1st, Talladega Super Speedway. That's right. Uh, Talladega, as they say in that Eric Church song. I think it's Eric Church. Talladega. Uh, it it, could, it yeah. could be. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not much of a Eric Church guy, so I don't know. Aren't you the guy that's supposed to be on Audibles all the time? You know, like the trivia guy? He, yeah, but I'm terrible at that game. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to rub it in, but every time I listen, you never score points. Including that's the, not true. Including the time that I was in there with you. I did, I did once when you were listening because you texted me to tell me. <laughs> yeah that's right i did uh all right so yeah the highlights kind of go like this ross chastain shoved kyle bush into the wall Wrong. at the end of stage one yes he did uh, i have a which one out of the two of us in here has experience being an actual person that calls cautions on people an official and who isn't all um, right continue <laughs> that brought out the first <laughs> caution out there that was uh, pretty early that was right at the end of stage one uh the big one happened with 28 to go and austin dillon ty gibbs carson hosevar brad keselowski harrison burton chase briscoe they all crashed in the trioval and uh very reminiscent to when uh dale earnhardt broke his sternum hitting that that uh that spot uh, mm. out there coming out of the trioval uh everybody was okay which is the, the fantastic thing but then, of course, <laughs> the best part of this whole thing. Yeah. Do we have a clip of this, don't we? I suppose we do. Here it is. The Final. best, best race of the year. Final lap from NASCAR.com. Oh, he almost spun the 12. Herbst into the back of Blaney. That cleared Harvick. Harvick is clear of the 12. Now he's got to have to blow both lanes. The 12's going to have a little more. momentum here. I think Harvick can hop back in front of the 12. Big run coming. The 12 to the inside. Shuffles the four out. Now Blaney and Harvick down the back stretch for the final time and into turn three. Blaney with a push from the 24 of Byron. Here comes Harvick on the outside. Can the 36 get to the back bumper of the four and give him a big push? Momentum coming. They're side by side through the trioval. Blaney, Harvick. There was whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was pretty awesome out there. Ryan Blaney <laughs> made a fantastic move, as you heard. Fantastic. I mean, he did. Hey, you know, you don't, he put the left blinker on and he took over <laughs> that inside lane and uh, got around the uh, guy that was. Uh, uh, now, not uh, given a finishing position, <laughs> even though he was in second. Ryan Blaney ended up getting the win over Kevin Harvick, uh, who, uh, and then the field wreck behind him. And this is the third win at Talladega for Ryan Blaney by the largest margin of his career, which was point oh two seconds, yeah, twelve thousandths of a second. His largest victory, his largest largest margin of victory. <laughs> And that was before Kevin Harvick got DQ'd for uh, illegal window fasteners. Yes. 
Uh, his second win of the year and his the ninth of his young and very promising career. All right, this is how the uh, stage one broke down. Ryan Blaney finished first, followed by William Byron, Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, Alex Bowman, Austin Sindrick, Justin Haley, Joey Logano, Ryan Priest, and Corey LaJoy. Stage two, Brad Keselowski won that, followed by William Byron, Joey Logano, Austin Dillon, Chase Elliott, Daniel Suarez, Kyle Larson, Chase Briscoe, Ty Dillon, and then Tyler Reddick, and then the finish. Yes, it was Ryan Blaney getting the win. (laughs) Once again, Blaniac since day one, this guy right here. William Byron, Denny Hamlin. Uh, uh, William Byron got second. Denny Hamlin finished third. Corey LaJoy finished in fourth. And it was Austin Sindrick, Justin Haley, Chase Elliott, Ryan Priest, Riley Herbst, and Daniel Suarez getting the 10th uh, the, uh, place finish out there. All right. So the points shake out like this. First is William Byron. Second, Ryan Blaney. They are locked in. Uh, third, Denny Hamlin, 50 points. He's 50 points above the cut line. That's, yeah. yeah. So, yep. So he's, he's doing all right. He's within striking distance, but yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah, he'll be fine. Cause the, the cut is this weekend, correct? I believe so. If it's not, it's the next week. I believe the cut is this weekend. You check that out. I'll continue on okay. here. Christopher Bell, 22 above the cut line in fourth. In fifth is Chris Busher, 19 points above the cut line. Sixth, Martin Truex Jr., 17 points above. Kyle Larson, uh, seventh, 15 points above. And Brad Keselowski, eighth, two points above the cut line. On the bubble. In ninth place, Tyler Reddick, two points below the cut line. Tenth, Bubba Wallace, nine points below. Ross Chastain, uh, ten points below in eleventh. <laughs> oh, you didn't read it all. Uh, well, might, uh, might as well be a mile. Brevity, brevity <laughs> here, just keeping it quick. Uh, and then tenth, uh, excuse me, twelfth is Kyle Busch, twenty-six points below the cut line. And this weekend at the uh, Charlotte. Uh, Motor Speedway Roval. Um, that is, this is the cut. This is the cut weekend. This is cut. Where they cut it down to eight. All right. So that's uh, that'll be exciting. That is happening, like you said, Sunday, October the eighth. The Charlotte Roval, uh, one o'clock ish on NBC. Uh, and how'd the ratings do this week? NBC drew a 1.4 share with uh, 2.505 million viewers, which I believe was up another 100,000 from last year's uh, race at at this weekend. So more proof that NASCAR is dying. (laughs) There you go. Uh, World of Outlaws were in action Friday, September the 29th and Saturday, September 30th. National Open Williams Grove Speedway in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. Yeah, I got to watch this while I was at a racetrack, so I double dipped. Uh, I, I was <laughs> work, I was working while while watching a race in person because rain caused the delay for the first night of the National Open. That meant a rare double feature for the World of Outlaws on Saturday for their Saturday portion of the one of the crown jewels of the sprint car racing world. The makeup feature saw four-time and defending champ and current point leader Brad Sweet take the checkered flag over Carson Macedo and David Gravel with Donnie Schatz passing 12 cars to finish in the 13th spot. That was a recurring theme throughout this whole weekend. Donnie did not do great getting into the show, but he did well when he got there. Good. Um, Saturday night's main event told a different story with the PA Posse members uh, uh, doing pretty well out there. Brent Marks, he took the the win to the delight of the PA crowd over uh, Darren Pittman and Rico Abreu on championship night. All three of those drivers, not regulars in the Outlaws. So that was a that was pretty cool. 
you know, to see that happen. Uh, shots, he started in 17th, continuing with that march forward. He ended up into 8th. He passed 21 cars in two days. Wow. That's almost all of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he did pretty good out there. Uh, the points shake down like this. Brad Sweet is a point leader and uh, very well on his way to winning the uh, possibly his fifth championship in a row, which is uh, just unheard of uh, since a guy named Donnie Schatz did pretty good too. Mm. Um, David Gravel sitting in second, 90 points back. In third, it's Carson Macedo, 130 points back. Uh, the real uh, the battle behind them, though, for fourth and fifth, Donnie Schott still has a shot at moving up another spot, but Gio Selzy's sitting in fourth right now, 432 points. Donnie Schott sitting in fifth, 444, 448 points, excuse me. All right, next up, uh, Friday, that is tonight, October the 6th, and tomorrow night, uh, October 7th, Port Royal Speedway Hoosier Dirt Classic in Brownstown, Indiana. Another one of those tracks on the World of Outlaws video game that I stink at. <laughs> it's the long straightaways that always get me. All of a sudden, the car wants to turn right before I get into the corner, and it sure. wants to go right to the wall. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if it's because I have all of the little things that help me yeah. uh, on there or what. I'm sure, you got the assist on. Puts puts me to the infield first, and then you got to try to turn turn towards the wall to turn left. Oh, and, boy. Yeah, it's... it's- not not a, not a good scene. I like uh, I like hitting people that I know uh, the <laughs> and seeing if they get one of those cutscene videos that are that are chewing me out and just laugh. <laughs> uh, that's funny. All right, moving on. We've got a winter view coming up. All right, it is time for our winter view portion of Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap. We have Tim Baldwin on the line. Tim is co-owner at the Jamestown Speedway, and they've got kind of a Big race coming up, it sounds like. That's right. they got a very big race coming up here. It's North Dakota's greatest racing tradition, as I like to call it. The Jamestown Stock Car Stampede 52nd, I believe. Right there, Tim? Yes, sir. 52nd annual this year. That's that's really awesome, and it's it that is one of the that is the longest racing tradition that we have in the state of North Dakota, and actually a lot th- through a lot of uh, most uh, most racing in the in the uh, the area out here. Uh, Tim, thank you for taking some time with us right away here and this early in the morning, especially knowing that uh, you're at the racetrack right now, getting the finishing touches on the Jamestown Speedway. Uh, what can we? Or, well, first off, how has your season been going out there, Jamestown? You know, honestly, we had a really good year. We had a um, fantastic here, actually. Um, just great, great crowds, great racing, um, great attendance. Drivers were awesome. Sponsors were great. It's been a, um, you know, up until this weather hit a couple of weeks ago at the Stampede, we, we really, things were, things were going really good. It was just kind of a, um, everything always seemed to work out with weather and with, with fans and with drivers and had a few, few crashes this year and, you know, but, but, I know, all of, all, not, I know of one of those. So bad. <laughs> I know of one of those crashes, especially. I I was yeah, one of them. <laughs> you were. Oh yeah, you were. The, you were the arguably the best crash we had all year. <laughs> <laughs> Do I get a trophy for but, that? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. We. We. Yes. Yes. You will get a trophy for that. Yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, but. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, yeah. I, I kind of forgot about that though. We did, but that's. Uh, that's one of those things. I always want to wait until it's over and nobody got hurt before you get excited about it. But uh, <laughs> you, you did awesome on that. Oh, thank you. But yeah, yeah. Going back to it, uh, yeah, you said you had a couple of crashes out there, but uh, everything has been going pretty smoothly this year, correct? Yeah, for sure. We've had good, good car counts and good racing and good, good diversity in the winners. You know, it's uh, 
um, you know, it's it's okay when one guy wins all the time, but it's also kind of cool to have a year like this. We had the winners were spread out. A lot of people got wins and some first-time wins and different people in different classes. So, yeah, just uh, just all our own good year. You know, we were just kind of looking forward to capping it off with one last weekend there, get everybody together and have a good time and bundle up and send everybody off for the winter. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, one of the things, you know, the, the Stampede was uh, rescheduled, obviously, because we had rain. Um, but this is, you know, well known as one of the coldest weekends in racing. So the fans that you get out there, are diehards to begin with. Now, <laughs> do you think um, that the weather was so warm that we had to reschedule because of rain <laughs> so that we could go to a cold weekend? You know, I I certainly would not have voted for that. I would take warm weather this weekend. But, I, <laughs> yeah, it, uh, no, that last weekend, you know, sometimes you're on the fence. If, uh, you know, there's questionable weekends, like maybe you could do it, maybe you couldn't, but that uh we ended up getting three inches of rain that last weekend, so it was like there was no question on that. That was that was had to be had to be done, had to move. Yeah, and even being on the top of the hill like you are up there at the Stutzman County Fairgrounds there in Jamestown, I mean, it's still it doesn't soak right in and just go straight into the the Jamestown Reservoir over there either. It stays there for quite a while, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I mean, we we were lucky on that deal because we we hadn't had any rain for probably a good month and a half before that, so it actually did dry up faster than we expected, but, um, but, uh, yeah, so we, we lucked out. It, it, and then it kind of actually set us up like getting the track ready for this week. It kind of was track was in good shape. It's got good moisture in it and should be, should be good all the way around. So, you know, w- wish it wouldn't have happened, but we're making the best of it. And I think we're going to be good this weekend. All right, all right, so uh, this this weekend, of course, again, we'll go right to the 52nd uh, Stock Car Stampede. Uh, the T-shirt trailer's all stocked up, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's ready to rock and roll. We got a, uh, that was, my wife Allison had this idea to make a T-shirt trailer four or five years ago, and we got a bright green and yellow and white, and you can't miss that thing. It's, it's full of T-shirts and lots of sweatshirts, so. So yeah, we've got it. Got something for everybody in there. And, and speaking of the T-shirt trailer, of course, one of the great traditions from the Jamestown Stock Car Stampede is, if you win, you get your name on the shirt for the next year. And that's that's one of the coolest things that I really uh, that I like about this event. And I think I have probably about twenty different shirts from twenty different years that have been going out there for this. And it's every year. I mean, that's, that's got to be one of your quickest uh, sellouts for, for merchandise, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's always a wild card on how many we get. And, you know, this year the T-shirts look really, really cool. This year, Jay Symes out of Mandan does the, does the shirts for us, does the designs. And he, he came up with the idea to put Jack McDonald's race car on there and do some kind of nostalgia things on there. And it's, uh, it's a really cool-looking shirt. If uh, I think they're going to sell quick, if you if you want one, I would get one right away tonight. I, I will. Um, <laughs> I, at least the shirt. Uh, but uh, so so Tim, uh, what can we expect uh, this uh, tonight? Uh, let's let's go through tonight's uh, order of events out here. What's what's it look like tonight for you? Uh, so tonight, uh, last I heard, we have two hundred and fifty ish cars registered. So. And that usually stays about on track. You know, usually some people who register don't come and some people who didn't register come. And so, you know, being rescheduled, if we if we get that, we're going to be happy. Um, you know, in a normal year, we hope for 300 but or more. But, you know, if we can get 225, 
250 or so. We're going to be happy with that tonight. And yeah, kick things off tonight. We're doing uh, heat races for everybody. And then uh, we're going to kind of see how things go. We have dash races on the schedule. Um, kind of set the lineup for tomorrow. But, you know, depending on the, the weather and the coldness and the timing and everything, we might might adjust that or might ask the drivers what they want to do, if they want to keep that on or or uh, or, or do something different there with that. But, but for sure, heat races tonight and a band to follow. And uh, lots of good good food and good times in the concession stand and um, lots of good times in the campground. And, and then um, that'll be tonight. And then uh, tomorrow we'll, we'll kick it back up at 5 o'clock, 7 o'clock. It starts tonight at 7, starts tomorrow at 5, and finish off tomorrow night. And, uh, you know, it's more than just racing with uh, the Stock Car Stampede. It's more of like the fellowship, like the last weekend we all get together and get to see each other till the cold and miserable abyss of winter comes around, (laughs) isn't it? Yeah, this is kind of like practicing for the cold and miserable, but it's not going to be miserable. (laughs) It's going to be cold. But, but no, you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, even last time with the forecast we had – it was such a tough deal last time because, you know, that was in the forecast all week long, and you don't know. I mean, sometimes forecasts change at the last minute, and in hindsight, we probably could have canceled that on Tuesday or Wednesday based on the forecast. But, you know, the part that made it really hard for us is we had we had 40 campers here Wednesday night, and we probably had 15 campers lined up outside the gate on Tuesday night. And uh, and by Thursday night, that last time of the rain, I mean, bad weather and forecast and everything, and we still had 70 I think there were 73 campers here ready to rock and roll, you know, and, and I think probably 40 of them stayed for the weekend, even though we didn't race, you know, that's why, you know, that, but that's what you mean by it's not just about the racing. It's about getting together and having a good time and, and hanging out and the cook-offs and the campground and all kinds of that stuff. So, yeah. So, no, I mean, of course we, it, it is about the racing and getting your name on the shirt, but I mean, there's so much that goes on with it. The, you know, the, the camper traditions and there's a, uh, you know, Keith Vile, the former promoter, started a breakfast tradition back in the 80s, and it still goes today, so it's free breakfast for everybody. I've, um, I've frequented breakfast. that that breakfast a few times. Stayed awake till you know, then. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, and then a few years ago, we started a vendor show thing that's really getting popular. I think we're up to, like, I think it was 16 or 18 vendors that we have over there, kind of give something for the, you know, wives, girlfriends, kids to do. And... uh you know, yeah, it's just it's just kind of kind of one of those things. I mean, humble beginnings, but it's just kind of grown into something that's really really cool to be a part of. And then, you know, everything in Jamestown. It's a big weekend in Jamestown in general. It's you know the UJ or University of Jamestown is doing this all school reunion thing, so they've got some big events scheduled there and a street fair there going on as well. And there's the Shriners Club in town and the pumpkin patch going on. And this is one of the last weekends for that. And um, so yeah, just uh, you know, you come for the racing, but there's also tons to do in Jamestown just to hang out and, and have a good time and 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 get one final fix of racing for the year. And 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 you're right, it is it, it is always a great time. I I don't think I've ever had a bad time at the Stampede, and I ended up coming down to the Mono just before I went there once. So <laughs> and I still had a fun time. <laughs> and actually, same weekend I broke a tailbone. That was a different thing. I didn't get it from the same thing. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I had a great. I've always had a great time out there. Tim, thank you for taking some time with us here today. Again, Friday, October sixth, and Saturday, October seventh is the fifty second Jamestown Stock Car Stampede. Starts seven uh, o'clock here Friday night and five o'clock tomorrow. Again, thank you, Tim, for uh, uh, joining us here today. 
Yeah, thank you guys. And have a fun, fun stampede. We will. You guys too. All right. Thanks, Tim. There you go. Tim Baldwin, co-owner of Jamestown Speedway. They've got the Jamestown Stock Car Speedway going on tonight as we record this. I have many, many stories that I don't know if I can tell yet. <laughs> There's going to be a fictional story here coming out. Or is it nonfiction? Which one's the one that's fake? Um, where I'm just going to take what actually was real and then just fudge some details so I don't, you know, incriminate anybody. <laughs> I, I don't know. I was, wasn't always that great at, at English. <laughs> I got, I got an interesting command of the English English language, despite the fact that people pay me to talk. Okay, moving along. What else happened? Well, Saturday, September 30th was the inaugural Gopher State Showdown at the I-94 EMR Speedway in Fergus Falls, Minnesota. Jeff Ekdahl picked up the win in the street stocks over Derek Turner and Joe Martin. That was followed by the nightmare Lucas Rodine winning in the Midwest Modifieds over Corey Stork and Jason Vandekamp. The late models came out next where Danny Bang 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 won over Nick Panitsky and Don Shaw, the guy that owns the track, by the way. Um, (laughs) He did pretty good. He did pretty good. Uh, But Danny Bang kind of got that one towards the end, stole that one. It was a pretty good race. Dan Ebert put on an absolute show with his win in the Modifieds over Landon Atkinson and the Iceman Don Ishens. Then it was uh, Dexton Cook who came out next. He won in the Super Stocks over Jordan Hankemeyer and Dylan Nelson. Believe Dexton Cook's probably got the uh, national title locked up in the Super Stocks. Uh, Dustin Holtquist won the only race of the year for the Mod Fords at I-94 over Blake Erickson and Tommy Bodden. And then the first Legends race in over 10 years at I-94 was won by Sean Johnson over John Wiest. Or Josh Wiest and Scotty Richardson, who last raced at I-94 when it was paved in the 90s. Wow. Been a while. <laughs> yeah. The old blind squirrel was was out there for for one more race. Uh, then it was Sean Beto who took the win in the short trackers over Andy Book and Kevin Wall. All right. They also raced on Sunday, October the 1st, Lou's Madtown Showdown, Madison, Minnesota. Uh, Colton Schuler he took the win in the pure stocks. Andrew Hansen won in the street stocks. Blake Adams won in the Midwest Modifieds. Trevor Nelson won in the super stocks. One of the best years he's had uh, in that in that class too. I think he got the most wins he's ever got in in his career this year. Uh, so good good work out there. He did get a, his hundredth win of his career earlier in the season. Sweet. Charlie Olson won in the Gen X late models. Brian Hobbin won in the modifieds, and Adam Van Der Osteen won in the Hornets to round out the Lou's Mad Town Showdown. You know who Lou is. No. Lou is the uh, Ludafisk, giant Ludafisk statue that's outside oh, of the racetrack. Oh, okay. Huh. I did not know that. You can fit a full human being in there. Wow. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I don't know if I've seen it on Snapchat or I'm just guessing. But. <laughs> or just made it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. We had a rollover. That's right. Unintentional rollover contest got its, I believe, 34th victim this year. Uh, Saturday, September 3rd. And this is going to be probably one of the best uh, sentences I've ever put together. <laughs> Xander Zulsdorf pulled a stud Larum short tracker out of the weeds and proceeded to roll it back over and onto its wheels out of the <laughs> I-94 uh, EMR Speedway for a four-point score. Not only was he okay, but he drove it back to the pits. That's <laughs> good times. And, finished and, and actually raced later on that night. Wow. That's <laughs> good times. Good times. Good. <laughs> Thankfully, he's okay. He is, he's okay. And a good story he, to tell. <laughs> it was one of those two where he was all by himself, and I kind of heard something out of the corner you know i didn't see anything i just heard the car make a noise okay and it was he was losing it coming out of turn four yeah and he caught the infield tire and it rolled over on top of the tire and back onto his wheels 
and it went because you know it's a <laughs> short tracker so it's a front wheel drive four cylinder car yeah and and uh if, if anybody knows who stud laram is um he's he's known for similar style things okay i've i've seen the guy lead 90 laps out of a <laughs> 91 lap race <laughs> basically <laughs> and always come up short on the last lap something weird always happens with that ron krogh tells one of the best stories ever it's when uh when stud and his son were racing in what they called the road hogs at the time okay and this was a two driver car um it's uh the it was a front wheel drive four cylinder car also i think they had like a, a chevy citation okay and so this is out of buffalo river um, they're waiting cause they can't see where, where stud and his kid are at. And, uh, they're, they're late getting onto the racetrack. Well, all of a sudden they kind of come onto the track. So one person's using the, doing the steering and, and the, uh, and the brakes, okay. the other person's running the gas. Sure. Well, they come flying out on there. Like it should have had a Dixie horn playing when they hit the track, <laughs> they jumped the track in the wrong spot landed and the wheels on the front were pointed in different directions after that. Man. They're pointed in opposite directions. And Ron said, tells the story, and it's so funny because he, he says the moment that, that that car stopped and just basically was done, you, you could see them throwing their hands up in the air and yelling at each other in the car. And he said, he said, he, you know, I, I, when they landed and they're throwing their arms up in the air like that, you know, they're, they're yelling at each other. I couldn't get through most of the next race. You know, I was laughing so hard at those guys. <laughs> it, I was, I was there for that. And I forgot how funny that was until Ron told me that story. That's probably one of the hardest times he's ever laughed in a booth. <laughs> Had to have felt great too when they landed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet you know. And I'm from what I remember in those cars, though they're kind of using the regular seats, the yeah. car seats, because they didn't didn't expect people to go fast in those things, right? Uh, or or land like that? <laughs> no, especially not show up on radar. Ouch! But, yeah, they landed that that happened. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so it's not out of character for a car that Stud Laram owned at one time to do something out of the blue by itself roll over like that and continue on it's only fitting <laughs> it's perfect <laughs> all right so you heard it earlier it bears repeating tonight as we record this friday october the 6th saturday october the 7th the 52nd jamestown stock car stampede in jamestown north dakota seven o'clock tonight friday october 6th five o'clock tomorrow saturday october the 7th uh, it's going to be a, a good race. You, uh, you heard about it earlier and, uh, yeah, you'll be there. Right? I'll be there. You will be. Of course I'll be there. All right. So that does it for this episode of Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap. Remember, you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts. Let your friends know. Uh, you can find us, uh, Spotify, Google, Apple, all of that good stuff. And at kfgo.com or on the all new uh, KFGO app. You got one more thing though. I forgot about. Yeah, uh, uh, like to again wish uh, send out our best wishes to Ty Wilkie. He's going in for surgery today uh, oh, okay. on his uh, on on his brain bleed that he had. He's done at Mayo. Uh, he's in good spirits from what I've uh, read from his 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 mother, from what she's talked to me with, uh, and everything like that. He seems like he's in good spirits, and it sounds like he's going to make a full recovery, good. which I think is the best thing. Good, 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 good news. Good news to to uh, end with. So again, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time for Corey Litton. I'm Ryan Janke, checkers and wreckers victory lap.